Hello, and welcome to the Smart Poker Study Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I appreciate you tuning in this week. So I recently received an email from a listener who is a tournament player, an online poker tournament player. And as you know, if you've been listening to a long time, I'm all about cash games, online microstakes cash games, right? Well, this uh, listener emailed me and said that he's an online player and he is not sure how the different strategies that I teach can be applied to tournaments. And let me tell you once and for all, everybody, most of the strategies I teach are, they're all based around No Limit Hold'em, And most of them are player exploit based and HUD statistic based. You can use anything I teach in cash games and tournaments. There are some small differences, like maybe you're dealing with shorter stack sizes, you're on the bubble, you're at the final table bubble, that kind of stuff. But in general, if you can exploit a fishy player with these three things, blah, 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 you can exploit them in tournaments, that same exact player, exploit them the exact same way. HUD stats, if your opponent C-bets the flop 75% and then 50% on the turn, you treat him the same way in tournaments as you do cash games, truly. And this also applies to plugging leaks, which is what I'm going to be talking about. Leaks are the plays that you make, the tendencies that you have that actually end up costing you money. So in this episode, we're going to go through 10 different leaks, and I'm going to give you 10 strategies to plug those leaks to help you take notes, to help you learn from this episode, and to see a couple videos I have in relation to some of these leaks, please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod425. Okay, no more dilly-dally, gambate! Alrighty then. Alrighty, so I'll read off the 10 leaks to you right now, and then, uh, you know, we'll break each one down at a time. And just to let you know, number 10 is on my list of weaknesses, and actually it's the one I'm working on every single night when we get to number 10. So the first one was tilt, and that can be revenge, entitlement, injustice, tilt, any of the any of the numerous tilts there are. The second is playing too loose or too tight. The third is exhaustion. The fourth leak is being distracted. The fifth leak is playing with scared money. The sixth is calling on one street with the intention of folding on the next, or in other words, having no plan whatsoever for upcoming streets. The next leak is stealing too much or folding to steals too much. Number eight is one and done, being a one and done player, never firing that second barrel. And leak number nine is playing fitter fold poker. And number 10 is snap calling or snap folding without thinking. Alrighty, so we'll just hit them one at a time here. So the first leak was tilt, which could be revenge tilt, entitlement tilt, injustice tilt. There's so many of them. But some of the symptoms, of course, and you guys all know these, they're like broken mouses, broken keyboards, holes in the wall, holes in the door, coming to and realizing you're down five buy-ins. I mean, you've been playing for 30 minutes and all of a sudden, holy cow, I'm down five buy-ins. Uh, you can't even start a session without getting angry. You end your sessions within moments of starting or you just lost a, like even a small pot and you suddenly get angry just after losing a $1 pot, you know, at 10 NL, something like that. And uh, maybe another symptom is you're never playing your A game and you only ever play your C game. Alrighty, so let me help you plug this leak. The first thing you need to do, whip out that poker journal. And if you don't have a poker journal yet, you can get an electronic one by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod362, my free uh, Word document journal for you. Open up your journal. 
Write down what sets you off. Write down the things that make you angry, the things that send you on tilt. Once you figure that out, also write down the things like how tilt manifests itself. Do you just up and quit your session? Do you start clicking call with every single hand to try to win back your winnings? Whatever it is, write it down. Basically, like catalog your feelings around tilt and what sets uh, what sets you off. And here's an important thing. In game, when you see a potentially tilting situation approach, let's say, you know, when you 3-bet bluff with Ace-5 suited and the 3-bet bluff doesn't work and that starts to get you angry, when you're dealt the Ace-5 suited and you have the opportunity to 3-bet bluff, do this. Remove your hand from your mouse. That's going to give your mind time to think through your decisions so that you can avoid that finger tilt. So you just don't just automatically three bet bluff without thinking. When he four bets, you five bet reshove on him. We want to avoid that. Remove the hand from your mouse. No more finger tilt and think through your decisions. Put your opponent on a range. Consider how that range interacts with the board. Think about their player type and then do your best to make positive EV decisions from that point forward. And then for my own uh, journey through tilt and trying to get beyond tilt, the number one thing that has helped me um, is reading The Mental Game of Poker by Jared Tindler. Start with page one, chapter one, just read it from start to finish, but do everything that he discusses in that book. He talks about, you know, strategies to get over tilt, uh, get beyond anger, avoid distraction, uh, battle or fight against fear, build your confidence. All that jazz, the mental game of poker is truly going to help you get beyond your anger and tilt issues. All right, the second common form of tilt is playing too tight or too loose. Some symptoms are overly tight play is making it easy for opponents to read you for strength and they ditch their hands as soon as you show any interest in the pot. Your stats are nitty like you're a 10-8 or an 8-7 player. Remember, 10-8 is like you play 10% of hands and you come in for a raise for 8%. So every hand that you come in, you're raising and it's a strong hand. And if you're overly loose, you're getting to showdown with too many second best hands. Maybe you're opening and folding to three bets way too often, like you're folded three bets 90%. Your stats are something like a 36-22 or a 30-25, which means, you know, 36-22 means you're playing 36% of hands and you're raising 22%. You know, you're just playing way too much. And your stats probably, if you're overly loose, your stats probably don't vary too much by position and you're playing roughly the same amount of hands from every position. The fix to this is have your opening ranges set by position. I recommend playing roughly 15% of hands from uh, early position to middle position, 22% of hands or so in the cutoff, 33% of hands on the button, and roughly 22% of hands uh, from the blinds, give or take, in, in both of those positions. So write down your current opening hands by position. If you're too tight, add a few hands to your opening ranges by position. And if you're too loose, take away hands from your ranges by position. And to simplify the process of having your ranges set by position, I recommend my KISS cash game ranges. You can get them from my book, Preflop Online Poker, or just go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod425, and you can download them right there. Now, let me just make a note for all you tournament players. Yes, the KISS cash game ranges probably are not great for tournament play, right? 
but you could still work on your own preflop open raising ranges, just like by position. But think about the different stages of the tournament. In the early stages, maybe before the antis kick in, boom, you can use the kiss cash game ranges. Once the antis kick in, sure, you got to be stealing a little bit more, defending those blinds a little bit more as well. In the bubble, that might require different kinds of ranges. When you're in the money, maybe even different ranges as well, right? Maybe you really need to tighten up to make it higher into the money or loosen up to make more chips. I mean, it's up to you in your tournament style, but it's still a really good idea. Tournament players as well, go through your pre-flop open raising ranges in the different stages of tournaments to kind of nail down what hands you think you should be playing and which ones you should probably almost never play. The third leak is exhaustion. So symptoms of exhaustion, we all know these ones, falling asleep at the tables, lack of concentration, robotic play, maybe you're playing distracted because you just can't focus, that kind of stuff. The fix for this is very simple, get more rest. You know, life gets in the way, you have priorities, decide what your priorities are, and if you can really only realistically devote one hour a night to poker and still get enough sleep, then you can just play one hour. You know, if you're playing three hours a night, but you're only getting five hours of sleep, well, your, you know, your subsequent nights of playing poker aren't going to be that good. So if you're exhausted, get some rest. Leak number four is being distracted. And so symptoms of this are you're tweeting, watching videos, the television is on, movies, you're Skyping with your buddies, you know, all these distractions that you're allowing in, of course. And the fix for this is when it's time to play, it's time to play. Take note of what your distractions are, and if you can't ditch them, commit to taking care of them before your session begins. If you're answering email while you're playing, skip the playing, answer your emails, get back to playing 30 minutes from now. Leak number five is playing with scared money. Some symptoms of this is you're feeling some apprehension when you register for a big tournament or when you have too much on the table in a cash game or when losing a certain buy-in or tourney sends you on tilt because you're thinking about the money you lost and not the circumstances that led you to losing. And some of the fixes for this is play within your bankroll. Set some limits for yourself, like 100 buy-ins for MTTs and sit-and-goes and 75 buy-ins for cash. You know, it's totally up to you. And actually, you know, as a as an amazing coincidence, I have an old podcast. You can find it at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod236. In that podcast, I talk about not only ditching distractions, which was that prior leak that we talked about, but also I give you bankroll rules to follow, which is going to help you not play with scared money. So please check that out. Once again, smartpokestudy.com slash pod236. All right, leak number six is calling on one street with the intention of folding on the next. Or you can also look at it as having no plan whatsoever for upcoming streets. So symptoms of this is you're on the flop and you don't even consider that there's another street the turn or the river coming, you know, or you don't also consider how future cards can affect your hand strength or your perceived strength or your opponent's perceived strength. You find, and sometimes you find that you just click buttons for no reason. You're calling, you're raising, you're folding for no reason. You just don't know what's going on. The fix for this is play some focus sessions where you deliberately decide why you're making the play you're making before you click the button. And with the focus session, I want you to just have two tables open, have a piece of paper out in front of you, and make tick marks on the piece of paper for each time that you do any action. If you're betting, uh, make a tick mark for a value bet or a bluff bet. 
If you're raising, make a tick mark for a value raise or a bluff raise. Uh, for each time you fold, make a tick mark. For each time you call to pot control, make a tick mark. If you're calling for the odds to hit a hand, make a tick mark. Or if you're calling to take it away on a future street, make a tick mark. Or if you're calling to catch a bluff, make a tick mark for that too. You know, make a mark for every different type of play you're making. This will make you think about why you're doing what you're about to do. It'll get you in the habit of thinking a little bit more. Alrighty, after the first six leagues, I'm sure you can see that these are valuable for both cash game and tournament players. Now, if you're a Poker Tracker 4 user, and if you could use more help to find and plug your leaks, this is for you. I have a webinar called the Finding and Plugging Leaks with Poker Tracker 4 webinar. It's 90 full minutes of training going through Poker Tracker 4, finding where you're losing money, and then figuring out strategies to plug those leaks. And you can get 10% off of this webinar by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash leak plugging webinar. And I have to thank these awesome poker peeps for getting this course. Leston, Marie, Buster Bamford, Tarvo, Tom D, Tobias Locks, Gink, Jorel Chalal, Brian Gartman, and Kyle Horning. Thank you all so much. If you want this course for yourself, and of course, you need to have Poker Tracker 4 uh, already with the database of hands, whether you're a cash game or tournament player, this is right up your alley. Smartpokerstudy.com slash leak plugging webinar for 10% off. All right, leak number seven is stealing too much or conversely folding to steals too much. So symptoms of this, of course, are players are defending too much against your steals and you're folding to too many flop bets because you have too many weak hands on the flop. Or conversely, you're just giving up too many blinds and your win rate in the small blind is like negative 50 big blinds per 100 hands and your big blind win rate is close to negative 100 big blinds per 100 hands. So a very easy fix for this. Use the KISS cash game ranges, like I mentioned before, or go through your own ranges. By position, but especially in the steel positions, cut off button and small blind, and then in the blind defense positions, the small blind and big blind, go through your ranges there and really try to work on them to, to choose optimal stealing and optimal defense hands. Play a focus session where uh, before each steal or defense that you make, you're paying attention to each opponent's steal stats and their fold to steal stats. Use their stats to aid you in your decision. Don't just rely on your ranges for stealing and ranges for defending. All right, leak number eight is being a one and done player or never firing that second barrel. Some symptoms for this are you seem to get floated on the flop too much and pots get taken away from you on the turn or even on the river after you check, you know. And your flop c-bet percentage is high, but your turn c-bet percentage is low. Let's say you c-bet the flop 80% of the time, but you c-bet the turn only 25% of the time. Well, they know that you're a one-and-done player. They're going to call every flop and just take it away from you on the turn after you check or on the river after you check back. And the fix for this is, in your poker tracking software, filter for flop c-bet opportunities and review lots of hands from start to finish. There's got to be a reason you're firing flops and not turns. Figure out what this is and reverse it. Alright, leak number 9 is playing fit or fold poker. A symptom for fit or fold poker is simply your c-bet is way too low. So if you check the flop, your opponents know you have squat so they take it away from you on the next street. 
Now you're going to plug this leak by becoming a CBET bluffer. Uh, it's really easy for me to say that. It's possibly going to be hard for you to finally pull the trigger on CBET bluffs, right? But number one, try to CBET bluff more when you are in position. Look at their fold to CBET stat. And if it's greater than 60%, take the opportunity, take every opportunity when they have demonstrated the tendency of folding, you need to exploit it by CBET bluffing. Also, make sure to work on your range and board understanding so that you can gauge how likely your opponent's going to hit something, depending on their pre-flop range, right? How likely they hit something given the flop cards. And of course, when their range does not interact well with the flop, you're going to bluff. And the 10th leak to discuss today, and this is the one that I've been suffering but I'm working on recently, is snap calling or folding without thinking at all. Some symptoms for this are you're just being a robotic button clicker, or you fold when a situation gets too tough to think about, or you don't have enough time to think uh, through your decision, so you just ditch the hand, or you just bet without thinking at all. Some fixes for this issue is drop the number of tables, make tick marks like I said before to record how many times and the reasons for each fold, call, bet, or raise. You know, I want you to think about what you'll do based on the possible cards on the next street. And consider your opponent's range and what your play is likely to accomplish. You know, what are you trying to do with your bet, with your raise, or with your check? What are you telling your opponent with each of those plays? Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Choose one of your leaks, and I know you suffer from at least one, and get started on the fix tonight. Play a focus session, study it for one hour, watch some videos or read some articles, whatever you've got to do, and turn this leak into a strength, and then learn how to exploit this leak in others. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening today. Please go to the show notes page because there was so much I discussed, all 10 leaks, the symptoms, the plugs, or the fixes for the leaks, as well as some additional support items, right? Some of the different pages that I recommend you go to, the finding and plugging leaks webinar, all that jazz. You can find links to everything smartpokerstudy.com slash pod425. So until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be. 